The preceding huge opinion does not reflect Doug Skeen or any entity connected to Doug Skeen, the Wolverine.com, the Michigan football podcast, Doug Skeen's boat, Doug Skeen's yacht club, Doug Skeen's <laughs> five Big Ten championship rings. We now join the interview, ready to start with Doug Skeen. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm lovely, Bill. What's going on in the world of sports? It's been kind of quiet. Hey, you know what? Uh, it'd be nice one week this season to actually talk about the game on Saturday. Can we please do that? That'd be great. I'd, I'd like to talk about you know the X's and the O's and the blocking and the tackling. That's That seems to be my area of uh, somewhat informed opinion. Uh, all this other stuff is getting quite tiresome, quite honestly. Well, you know, it, it's gotten tiresome, but the news today with actual evidence being published by Sports Illustrated of Shiano and Ryan Day colluding with Jeff Brom at Purdue before the Big Ten championship game with actual cheat sheets, spreadsheets, yep. breaking down Michigan's play calls, that's as close to as dirty as I've ever seen from opposing coaches. Yeah, this is getting into some of the stuff and the stories you heard about, you know, that went on down south years ago, and sportsmanship seems to have left the building a long time ago with these schools and these coaches that can't stand each other and their competitive desires. The bad, the bad part that you just talked about here in the last few minutes, Bill, to your audience is, for me, and, and maybe some of your folks agree that you've heard from, this feels like it's all rushing toward the legal system. And this could get really ugly with lawyers and the courts and everything else, and that'll take forever and a day for it to get sorted out. And it'll just create more distractions from what we should all be talking about, which is the players on the field. And that's why I feel like this is it's going down a negative path, and it, it's probably too far down the path to bring it back. Yeah, because, you know, we're, we're, we're both talking about this, Doug, and all the commissioner had to do, yeah, you could hear people out a week ago, less than a week ago. You want to hear the coaches out. You, you want to hear the ADs, the presidents out. That's your job. You could have said, look, uh, I'm going to wait until the NCAA contacts us because they originally contacted us to let us know what was going on. Like they contacted Michigan State, the Big Ten did after they heard about this story three weeks ago. Once I have all the facts, I promise swift punishment from the conference that could match what our rules allow. It was that easy for that new Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petiti, to follow that line. That simple. Instead, he decided to make it personal and public with Michigan. And now here comes the other tidal wave that involves more schools. And every day you are trashing the Big Ten Conference in the national media because of what Tony Petiti, the new commissioner, those ADs and those rat coaches have done. Yeah, that's that's a pretty 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 stark and plain way of putting it there, Bill. It's it really is just that simple and the unfortunate part is this commissioner feeling the pressure from some other marquee institutions in our league wanting to jump out ahead of things and make some big time decisions that may be the worst decisions of his professional career instead of just letting it play out. But the timeline isn't convenient for those people that have ulterior motives here. The timeline's not all that great if you live in Happy Valley or, or Columbus, Ohio, and you're staring down a schedule that says you've got to play this football team in Ann Arbor, and it may not turn out all that well for you. If it doesn't, 
now you've got all this motivation to bring all this stuff up and pressure the Big Ten commissioner to run and help you and create a disruption in Ann Arbor, so maybe, just maybe, you have a better chance of beating them. That's the dirty part of all this. It sucks, and it sucks for no one more than the players on the field. That's who this sucks the worst for. Think about this. Uh, Matt Rule is still using it as a Monday morning crutch about, well, you know, we're 5-4, and four, but we got officials call in the state game that hurt us, and we got scouted on another game. He's under fire because he's making a lot of money. He's supposed to be the new savior, which would be – Maybe the fifth or sixth savior uh, that they've been looking for since Tom Osborne left. Maybe it might be into the sevens or eights on that. Uh, and then you get uh, Ryan Walters knowing he's walking into Michigan and going to get hammered. And he's still using that uh, spade is a spade comment afterwards. And Ryan Day set this up. And he's a part of it, this go-around. He's one of the leaks. You can do the math now with the three schools being exposed that you know it's Shiano connected to Ohio State. It's hating Michigan. It's the other 13 coaches. They've been the leaks to the Pete Thamels, to the Nicole Auerbachs, the Bruce Feldmans, because Ryan Day wanted to plant a diversion in the minds of Buckeye fans that if he is beat for a third straight time by Michigan and Michigan, wins a third straight Big Ten championship that Buckeye fans feel they should have had all three. Ryan Day can say they cheated. I did everything I could. These guys cheated the last three years. And he thinks he'll hold on to his job. Well, this new news today, hello, Ryan Day. Things are uglier and deeper than they were 24 hours ago. Yeah, this is not serving Coach Day well if this was his big plan. It wasn't a very well thought out plan. The reality is you should probably focus on winning the football game within the lines and figuring out how to change figuring out how to change up your signals so that no one can decode them easily, uh, right, wrong, or indifferent. But you know, Chris Ballas has reported going back a year ago that that they had suspicions of this before last year's game, and we know how last year's game turned out. So maybe they don't know how to change their signals in Columbus, Ohio. I don't know. But again, this is a disservice to all the guys that are going to play in these games because these coaches running around, building and setting up and teeing up excuses for themselves is a disservice to the guys on the field that get one chance to do this. They get one chance to be a senior and play in these games. And this is the storyline that's going to surround these games instead of what they are or are not going to do on the field come game day. It's interesting. And Doug Skeen, five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman at Michigan, part of the weekly Michigan football podcast you can hear at thewolverine.com with Chris Ballas joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. With today's technology, with the social networks, when you're a player on Ohio State, Rutgers, or even Purdue, and you read that your program and your coaches were colluding against Michigan, how much does that lower their view on their own coaching staff? Well, I, I suppose it could. It, you, you would think that it absolutely would to think that the people that are leading you and telling you to, to live your life and uh, in, in the right way and doing the right thing and acting with a level of high character and all that you do while you're wearing that uniform and representing our school, and yet this information comes out and maybe – Maybe that person who speaks from that pulpit in the middle of those uh, those uh, full team meeting rooms suddenly has demonstrated a, a chink in his own character. No one's perfect, Bill. Certainly anybody 
And yet, at the same time, the focus is more, is way too much on this stuff outside the lines instead of teaching your team how to properly block and tackle and put their feet where they belong. That usually fixes all the problems. And I, I was sharing with Ballas the other day, years ago, the University of Illinois, we went down there and played them. It was like 1989 or 1990. They did a good job scouting us because about half of that football game, they were calling out our plays. They knew exactly where we were going to run. And toward the end of that game, we would look across the line and go, yeah, you're right. It's the 47G. It's coming right here. And we ran the play anyway and got five yards. And we told them, we're going to do it again, even though you guys already know. So good on you. You know, but you still got to stop it. It didn't happen then. And for some guys nowadays, it's not going to happen now either. So figure it out. Learn how to play the game. And let these guys that are on the field dictate the outcomes instead of all this off-field drama impugning your own character and running around, making up these, uh, uh, these, these arrangements to help these other schools, uh, you know, try to beat the evil Michigan. God forbid Michigan have a good football team. And so, I don't know, it'd just be nice if everybody could just focus on the football and let the process play out. And however that plays out, let the facts rule the day. What well, is interesting that according to that Sports Illustrated report and the spreadsheets on Michigan signs that Ohio State had in possession that they gave to Purdue prior to the Big Ten championship game, which meant Ryan Day had Michigan signs for the Ohio State game in Columbus, and that didn't work out. And I wonder why Jeff Brom at the time at Purdue said, hey, Ryan, I appreciate the offer on the signs, but you got your asses kicked uh, by the Wolverines. Well, it's the same thing, right, Bill? You've got to still play the game. I know. I know. Hey, hey, Doug, i got to get to a timeout, buddy. Uh, we'll listen to you on the Michigan Football Podcast with Ballas at thewolverine.com. Thanks for your opinion, buddy. i got to hit a network right, post here, okay? We'll get through this. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this. This will be, be good in the end. Go Blue.